thought there's a highway. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Going in my head. Yeah. So I guess it's really the strum pattern that makes it yeah. kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. I never even thought about that. What um, what are some things we can expect in your live show at Amnesia? Uh, us trying not to fuck up the backing tracks, because <laughs> that can that can apparently be uh, troublesome. We we so far we've had a good success rate with the backing tracks, uh, but uh, but apparently there's room for error there. Um, but we're gonna have a good time. I just like to you know, I like to talk a little bit. If I'm feeling comfortable, I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah. uh, so maybe some talking. Pull up your ankle socks to your knees. Pull my socks up to my knees. That's right. <laughs> Straighten my bill out on my hat. Yeah. Mine's always flat, except for sometimes I sit on my hat and then I'm like, ah, oh, there's a wrinkle now. That's the worst. That's yeah. the worst. Uh, First world problems. What's what's um, what's going to be on the backing track? Like, are you are you going to have people joining you plus a backing track, or what's what's that going to look like? Yeah, so it'll be a three piece: me on guitar, Tim on bass, Michael on drums, and uh, he's he'll be running the tracks too. It just it's just kind of to fill it out, right? Yeah. You know yep. what I'm saying? We're not going to hire seven people to play on the stage at Amnesia or yes, ever. I'm not going to can't fit seven people on that stage you, anyway. No, you so. <laughs> to that as if it were a setup thanks for the setup uh come back on sunday both of the bands have 10 people in their bands really really yes. they're going to be in the audience they're going to some of them people. are going to be in the back it's behind the bar it's yeah it's it's urban renewal project they played last year they 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 have um those um cardboard boxes to make it that big band look where you like the the brass instruments oh. are behind the behind the uh, about? yeah yeah so that's one thing and then um uh california california californicorns California yeah californicorns <laughs> i keep wanting to say californication and i'm like not californication californicorns no, that's red hot chili peppers. yeah exactly so <laughs> they also have 10 members in their band and i uh, i haven't seen them on the amnesia stage so i know urban renewal project can do it because they came they did they came down the stairs out into the audience yeah, yeah. i just want to be friends with those guys because i feel like if you have 10 friends that'll show up to rehearsals and to shows yeah that's like way more reliable friends than I have. Yeah. Well, the advantage is that like, if they all bring, you know, friends, the bigger the band, you know, the more the audience, well, you literally don't that. even have to like market yourself at all. You just like bring all your friends, your friends. and it's like a million people. Yeah. Good point. The, uh, um, <clears throat> so there's no, this is, this is like starting a band 101. <laughs> Step one, get 15 people, people in your yeah. band. Have them play tambourine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah preferably somebody with a huge family. Yeah. 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 It's a huge local family. Bring all your cousins. Hiring Mormons to play in my <laughs> band right now. <laughs> Great band. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, so the hope is that all of your music videos play out in the audience. Like it's really? like well, I mean, like so you you didn't say that you were bringing in any like beautiful women or beautiful men to like be on stage with you. So the hope is that your music creates these steamy situations in. In amnesia. Last time I was in there, it was hot. <laughs> so this hot or it was, hotter? It was hot. Okay. Hot AF. Yeah. Uh, based, based on your music or just like literally temperature? Well, um, literally temperature. Okay. So then I'm going to make a goal. I'm going to have it like mm -hmm. air conditioned in there. Bring a fan. So it's like really, really cold so that when you step on stage, we can see some steam coming out. Like, Ooh. dang. I'm down. And I'm hoping some relationships are formed on this night so that later we can be like, did you see that couple like relationship yeah. formed 
relationship goals. <laughs> Stefan's making a lot of pressure on you yeah, right now to bring, the, bring the sex drive, uh, bring the sex appeal. I have to steam out my ears and yeah. get somebody married. We'll okay, just get another. some dry eyes. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Hey, can Fog I ask a machine. favor? Yes. Well, there's three of us here, so who are you asking a favor of? Which Stefan. Running the boards there, yeah. running the show. Yeah. You got I have it. not eaten today. I, uh, yeah, I have not. This eaten. is a setup for a donut video? This is donut. Dude. Perfect. Let me just get it. Perfect setup. So, so um, should we record this? Let's get double. Can we get double recording? Like Corey's on your phone recording it, and I'm on my phone recording it, sure. and like I brought two phone. donuts too. So in case we mess up the first time. Uh, uh so let me get, let me get my recording device ready, and Corey will get his recording this is device the first ready. First time I've seen this tradition, so I'm really excited. Well, and and speaking of that, uh, uh, your band is playing Balanced oh, Breakfast. You want you want me to do the donut thing? Don't well, you? I mean, I mean, all bands have been Your band's challenged. Called Great Highway. Yeah, that's a cool name. Yeah, thank you. All bands have been challenged, so well, you can't open it until I get a video of you opening. You have to pretend like you're still Ooh, opening. It's ASMR. <laughs> There's another side. Oh, that smells good. It's blueberry. Mm, see, I didn't even bring fresh donuts. I brought. I went to the liquor store next to my house and got the Hostess glazed blueberry. <clears throat> One because there's not a donut store near my apartment, and then. That's really the only reason. <laughs> well do, you want, do you want a, re- a reminder? Uh, okay, give me the reminder one more time. Okay, so I'm going to steal Jason's mic here. We're almost kissing there. Uh, so the reminder is uh, just Preston, help you. Will you film it too so I can put it? Or actually, you guys are all filming it. Yeah. Well, we can. Is that your phone there? <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. I just got to focus on eating these donuts. Though. Yeah, so Jason, you can take his phone and take record. His phone? No, his phone. Oh. There you go. So the gist of it is you tell them when your next show is. Uh, then you, um, you either before your donut or after your donut, you challenge two of the bands that are also playing the festival. And then you try to uh, see how many bites of donuts you can take while saying your band name. So it's like, dude, that is just so many instructions. I don't even know if I can do it. Okay, bite a donut, say your band name, bite okay. a donut, say your band name. So wait, first you have to tell them about the festival. Oh, yeah, I'm headlining Amnesia for Balanced Breakfast September 19th at, I think I go on around 11. That's correct, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to put a donut in my mouth and not swallow it. Yeah. And then I'm going to say my name because that's my band name too. And many times as you can. As many times as you can? <laughs> Sam Johnson. <laughs> this is good. Sam Johnson. Don't chew it. Don't swallow it? Don't swallow it. Okay. Sam Johnson. Fuck. Sam Johnson. <laughs> there's another donut in there. I think there's there's more donuts. One more donut. donuts. One more donuts. There's more donuts. Don't there's choke though. We don't have insurance, donuts, so don't choke. <laughs> there's a whole bag of donuts. Grab the next. Does somebody know the Heimlich maneuver? <laughs> <laughs> Grab the next donut. There's a whole other one in there. Can I just enjoy this no, one? It's gotta go in your mouth. <laughs> now it's, okay. <laughs> And That's all I got for the donut challenge, scene. okay? So who do you challenge? Mm. Well, obviously now the Great Highway. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't have to do it right now. No. no you have to get I do have a donut, No, he has to get his own donut. You can enjoy that one. And then my friend Kaina from the go-ahead. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Did she do what? it yet? Nah, where, where can we see you? Where's the show again? Remind us. September 19th at uh, Amnesia. That is on in between 19th and 20th 
on Valencia. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. You right sure down the street from uh, Different for Music Studios, which is where my record label is based out of. Text yeah. me records. Text me records! Yeah. Yeah! Whoop. You sure you don't want to eat that second donut on air? No, I'm going to eat this. I'm just not going to say my name a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did pretty good. It was harder than I thought it would be. It was a lot harder. I was like, oh, man, I could put a donut in my mouth. And, yeah. you know, I was 100% hoping that I could peer pressure you into that second one, but you're strong. I just, I just not the most pleasant Safety way to first. enjoy a delicious blueberry donut. Yeah, I think he was just worried Were about choking, honestly. That yeah. is blueberry, yeah. I don't think How it about, strength. Good choice. What kind of donuts do you guys like? Um, chocolate. <laughs> chocolate, like yeah. the glazed or like a full-blown chocolate cake donut? Cake donut, definitely. Okay. Like a no, glazed cake I don't donut? like the cream filling kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, right. The last one, so for my challenge, mine had custard inside of it and like oh, something, good luck. something similar to um, like chocolate cocoa puffs on top of it. It was. What? It was crazy. Did the custard Wait, make you phlegmy while you were like, or like, or you Watch the video, it's on Instagram. Uh, good plug. <laughs> Can't wait. Good plug. <laughs> nice. Speaking well, of plugs, can I shout some shit yeah, out real quick? Yeah. All my stuff can be found on my website, samjohnsonlive.com, and all my handles are samjohnsonlive, Instagram at samjohnsonlive, Facebook, samjohnsonlive, Twitter, don't use it very often, but I'm there. What about like music services, Spotify, Apple Music? Spotify, yep, Sam Johnson. Uh, you can find it on my on my website. There'll be links all to all that stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I just, just go by my, my God-given name. Sam Johnson, Samuel Johnson. I, I have one other question I sometimes like to know. And by sometimes, I always like to know. Um, who are you listening to right now? Uh, that is that is a good question, and people ask me that occasionally. And the truth of the matter is, I don't listen to as much music as you might think these days. Uh, Why? I, I don't know. I guess I was so obsessed with music for so long. I continue to be obsessed with music, but it's like in a different capacity. Like, I think I was just like taking in music for so long. It's important. And then, and now I'm very focused on creating, creating it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that has to do with it, but I assume it does. Yeah. Um, actually I remember when I was a little kid, there's this lady that lived next door to me named Nancy and she was the shit and she worked at this radio station and she would get all of the, uh, the singles, the CDs first before they even came out. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and she would give them to me. And even as a little kid, I was just like such a fan. So I'd go through, I was like, a Blues Traveler CD, awesome. <laughs> and um, still love Blue Tra Blues Traveler. But so I, I asked her what music she likes. And she's like, I don't like music. And I was like, what are you talking about? You don't like music. You are a music professional. She's like, yeah, but like once you turn something into your job, it like uh, changes everything. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Which brings up another question. How do porn stars feel about sex? I think we all know. How do uh, they feel? They still do you want us to do want to call us at 415-550-0511? Yeah, if any porn stars are out there, call, call, us. call us. Call the show. Call on this. We'll put you on the air and, let, and tell us about if you still enjoy your job. We'll solve It's like you've been puzzle. banging all day, and then you get home, yeah. and then now, you, you know, and now there's, you know, somebody else wants to bang, and it's not for money, and then you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Shit for free? Maybe foreplay becomes that much more important. Or just for like really romantic, you know, vanilla 
Because, like, if they're, like, you know, just, like, taking it up the ass for an hour, oh for, for, like, five hours, and then they come home, they, maybe they just want to, like, be, like, loved, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. probably that. Maybe oh. breakfast in bed becomes... Breakfast yeah. in bed. Yeah. Balance breakfast. Yeah. Bed. Yeah. Breakfast, like, yeah, distinctly non-porn sex. Yeah. So if I was a porn star, I'd want to go... I'd come home, I would want not porn sex. Yeah. Dinner first. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd want to be wined and dined. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you said your, your label is Text Me Records. This Hell is weird. Yeah. Do you have a girl, Tiffany, that works for you? Sure do. Yeah. She used Tiffany to be Wilson. in my band for like three months. Are you really sure what about happened? that? Yeah. What she do? She was, uh, she played a little guitar. She wasn't very good, but she played a little Whoa! guitar. <laughs> and she sang. And Shots she fired. Singing. Shots she fired. Shots fired. She was very good singer. She sang actually quite well. We're and talking then about the same Tiffany, good Tiffany looking Tiffany Wilson. Yeah. She's like a model now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wait, what happened? All right. Huh? What happened? She died. No, she <laughs> she's still a model. Though. <laughs> no, I don't know. She she tried she tried music out. She thought she uh, wanted to be in a band, and then she did modeling instead. And we said, you know, it was peaceable. Like go your own way. Yeah, she uh, okay. she does play music. She's a little quiet about it sometimes. But yeah, she was a little uh, stage shy about music, but she wasn't stage shy about modeling. And she realized that she had more like aptitude for that. But that was a weird connection. Well, now model made. and record label management, which is tremendous. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Right and, on Tiff. Uh, shout out. She's super beautiful Shut too. Different for. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if uh, so, if we were if we were to uh, put another one of your songs on, which one would you want to hear? Mm, um, I like the song. <laughs> Faded is fun. Is that on there? Which uh, which album is that on? It's a single. What are the what are the what are the top five singles in there right now? Uh, right now, your top Spotify. five singles on Spotify are Twenty One, Fuego, Palm Trees, Building a Home, and Future Me. I guess Building a Home is the only one we didn't listen to, so let's just do that oh, one. Dude. Beautiful. That seems like a reasonable idea. Let's see if it. Uh, let's
Check, check, check. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. You're calling into the Balanced Breakfast Show. Who's this? This is Yale. I'm sorry, say that again? Yale. Yale. No, that's my bad pronunciation. Gale with a G, G, G. Gale. Oh, yes, of course. I got a bad pronunciation. How you doing, Gale? I'm always trying to get people to give me money. No shit, me too. Not you guys. I'm trying to get rich people to send me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can they help? How can we help? What do you need the money for, first of all? What was that? What do you need the money for? I need the money. I'm an old sick lady. I've got really bad arthritis. Last August, I had to go to the hospital. My hip was infected. It's a mess. All right, Gail, how much would it cost to cover all of your medical bills? Oh, I don't know. We got some feedback over here. We tell I, I, so how much money are you asking for? Well, gee, I was hoping to hook some really rich people, you know. Get some, what was that, like David Carperfield. They got... Is that a magician? What was that? Mm-hmm, okay. David Copperfield. I'm writing, I'm writing this down right now, uh, Gail. Hold on, hold on one second. Well, you know, it's, you know, because I'm not well... I keep doing this. Every show I can sneak on to at their station, I try to get my my advertisement in to get some money. Right, right, right. No, that's that's uh, that's Not that's bad. good. That's admirable. But my question is, how much money specifically are you asking for? Because if you're just asking for lots of money, that we need a number. Give me a number. A number. Gee, I'm so Jeez. You need more. You need more than. Five hundred dollars? Silly guy, you. <laughs> what did you say? Is that silly guy? You silly, silly guy. guy? He is a silly guy. Trying to be too specific. <laughs> I don't think it's silly. Like we we just we're getting into the the we're details. Find rich people for you. How much? Five hundred dollars. Actually, what I was trying to find out is, you no, know, I tried to get the rich people to send it to PO Box seven two zero zero 
Francisco, San Francisco, California. Nine four one seventy two. Nine four one seventy two. So, um, and the if David is, Copperfield, if you're listening, or any of you other motherfuckers, magician moguls yeah. that may or may not still be alive, I don't know if David Copperfield is even alive. I'm not talking fifty I don't even know. I feel like pretty sure he is, but probably not living in San Francisco. Eighty-two point five billion. Unfortunately. So, uh, so Gail, just uh, one more question for you here. If if let's just say David Copperfield he- hears this and he goes, you know what? No, David Copperfield, not the magician, the book. The book. David Copperfield is the name of a book. A book. A book. Probably about the man, if I had to no, guess. No, not about oh. him. Good guess. This uh, is a book about way back in what in the 1800s or oh, something. Oh, by Charles Dickinson. About this mm. poor you, orphan are you asking so, for Charles? Are you asking for an author to send you money, or? No, you are all confused, David. I am. I'm so turned a, around. Yeah, this a is a learning lesson. I forget who wrote it. Uh, Charles right. Dickinson. Gail, I gotta let you go here pretty soon, so I got one more question for you. Yeah. If David Copperfield or whoever you imagine. Charles Dickinson. Sending you money is going to send you, let's say they send you just magically, and you never know what's going to happen. It could happen. A check for $1 million arrives in your P.O. box. I'm in such a deep mess. I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do with the million dollars, Gil? Tell us right now, please. This is your last opportunity. This is your life. I'm going to pay my expenses. I got a lot of expenses. What kind of expenses do you have? Medical. Okay. Okay. And then well, I, I'm just feel bad. I, I have a different. I have a different question for you. All right. Thank you. Help me I, out here. I have a different question for you. Yeah. I'm. I'm mostly curious how you feel about steamy singer-songwriter music, like that's like the basis of romance. Well, I got a couple more ideas on this. I'm trying to get people to look up my Indian background and see if I can get some money out of that. Gail, do you have an Instagram? No, not do you, really. Do you have a Facebook? No. Get a Facebook and an Instagram and call us back. Nah, uh, I can't get also, uh-huh. check out some steamy singer-songwriter music on Spotify. There's this guy named Sam Johnson. He writes this uh, this music that like is what love is all about. It's like what the the basis of relationships oh, are made oh, on. No, not love. No, no. <laughs> I failed at love miserably. Oh my gosh. I, but, I failed. Horribly. Mm, so now sorry. I put my focus on one thing. Gil, yeah. I gotta. I got, okay, this is your chance to make it up. I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. You listening? Are you listening? Yeah. I'm gonna give you a kiss through the phone. Oh, I'm Aww. not interested in that. I'm, I'm not, you, but you gotta I'm kiss. You gotta kiss me back, okay? Yeah. Green paper. Can you hear me? I know what you're saying. So you gotta give me a kiss, okay? Oh, I don't kiss. Are you ready? On the count of three. <laughs> one. Two, three. Mm-hmm. You're not kissing, Gail. You can't laugh and kiss. It's impossible. Do you don't I do don't that on the first hands. on the first one. We won't tell anybody. We won't tell anybody. What? I don't even shake doctor's hands. She doesn't even shake hands. That's different. So we can't kiss through the phone? Do we have that song? Kiss me through the phone. I just I just twinkle my fingers. You twinkle your fingers? I don't like Which shaking is. hands or that fist bump deal. So you wiggle your fingers yeah, at somebody and that's your handshake? But you know, if you guys can find out 
organizations that give money to old sick people, like a grant, because I don't have access to a computer. I don't know, Gail. You sound pretty all right to me. I hope somebody sends you money, but you sound good. A million dollars from David Copperfield. Coming your way. Yeah. That'll be great. Bye, Gail. Here. See you later, Gail. I do hope someone Gale. sends a million dollars. That was a little grimmer than Gale, usual. I'm sending you my <laughs> <laughs> That got dark. Well, that got I kind of like her, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we all. got to feel for her. It's only a million dollars. Like, you guys are tightwads. Yeah. Stop being as. A million dollars for rich people. people. We are not rich people. You're that doesn't even move the needle in San Francisco. Yeah, a million buy you a house. I feel like, yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what I've learned is that I'm in the wrong career. Magicians. That's where David the Copperfield. I with a book. I was like, what? It's not exactly a donor, is it? No. I, I, I'm going to admit, I, I definitely warned you, but I couldn't warn you well enough for that one. Yeah, it has to, be, it has to be heard to be believed. Well, the good news, the good news is, is Jason's going to cut this up. So he can he can cut out the parts that are no, awkward. I'm not deleting any of that. It's <laughs> going to be what? just the Prime. Gale part. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, wouldn't cut a, just, I wouldn't cut a thing. It's no. just Sam and Gale. It's going to be called Beautiful. the Sam and Gale Variety Hour. Nice. Yeah. Was that her name, Gale? Every week, yeah. Gale. Yeah, Gale. Yeah. Sam and Gale presents. Or Veil. Didn't you say actually with a veil or something? No. Gale with a veil. With a V. I thought. Poor Gale. I wonder how old she I thought it was pretty good. What's next on the docket? <laughs> the the uh, who's our next caller? Next next call, we're supposed to have some the phone was beeping so I thought maybe some porn stars were trying to call in and they didn't get through. Interesting. Um, but if if you were one of those porn stars just call back 415-550-0511. calling back. <laughs> Uh, um, that was really quick. I don't. I'm not certain that's a porn star or, <laughs> ga- or Gail. Are we doing any? <laughs> we like, no, you gotta take it. Like, do you guys uh, do any like current events type things or like what's new in the news? No. What is new in the news? I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention. I heard there was a hurricane that was gonna hit Florida, but never did. Yeah, yeah, did that's, it? That's no. good. That's good. It's supposed to be like a really bad one. I think that happens a lot. <laughs> the news that I, I think hurricanes almost hit Florida like all the freaking. Yeah, it's there. a lot of letdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> it's like earthquakes in I don't California. Think that's that was, that's what I was going to we're, we're supposed to fall into the ocean, right? Yeah. So that was supposed to happen like 15 years ago. That's still on the docket. So, hot take. That's still, that's still bound in, to happen. This is in current news. California is supposed to be in the ocean, and also hurricanes supposed to yeah. land in Florida. Yeah, basically. And there's a possibility of Southern there. California and Northern California splitting, you know, two states. Mm-hmm. Is that so, really going to happen? I mean, it's on the docket. Yeah. That's Everything not, is that's not there's a there's I'm a, on the docket. There's a certain area in Northern California that wants to be its own state, like, like not all of Northern California, just like this little province area yeah. that wants that's, to be its I own mean, state. That seems reasonable. They should. Yeah. Let, let's just let them have, have it. Portlandia, they had that like they wanted to be, and they like decided to split from the United States. Uh, oh yeah, that's that possible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the docket for today. It's already been done, unsuccessfully. Uh, yeah. The um, I keep seeing the light for the phone. I think porn stores are. Let's do it. Porn stars are. I mean, what you, could go wrong? Phone's right there, Corey. You, you can jump right on that one. Wait, how do I? Black click? one. Just answer it. It, just, it won't go on the air. Like you can you can phone. check to see who it oh, is. We'll keep talking. You can tell us if it's tell Gale it or is. a porn star, or if yeah. Gale is a porn star. That's all <laughs> the possibility. He's, he's, answer, he's answering the phone in the studio. You did it. There's nothing there. Uh, There's nothing there. No. All right. Well, let down. Porn stars hang up. Let down. God, I'm so terrible at this. Let down. Um, what would we actually do if a porn star called? I don't I, think we're ready. I don't for think it. we. I'm never ready to talk to porn stars. Well, that makes. I would be very skeptical. There you go. I would. I am primed and ready. She would have to prove it, or he. Have you ever known a porn star, Sam? I don't believe so. Wait, let me just double think. Hey, Corey, your caller's back. Okay. 
Um, is, is the answer I don't believe say I've hi. ever known a porn star. Like personally? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you got to know somebody that's done porn, though. Like, yeah. usually it's like, somebody. yeah, everyone has like a friend of a friend of a With friend in of California. Yeah. Oh. Porn star. N- no. Yeah. There's not a porn star on this oh, line. This sounds like a porn star. Corey is saying there's a porn star on the line. Oh, yeah, Jesus. we're going to get you on the phone. Right on the, on the line. Just a second. Uh, you, can, you can hang up because we're, we're on the air. Uh, h- how, how are you doing? Yes, you, yes, you porn star, you want porn star? <laughs> a very, very small penis for your porn star needs. <laughs> How you many videos, professional videos have you been in? Yes, more videos, it's just me by myself, but... Um, so in you're not even recording? In my own mind, I am a star. In my own mind, I am a star. This is what's most important in life, is to love yourself, even if penis is guy. small, or I mean, like, not that porn is not really star that is shining. I feel like maybe you're not a porn star and you're just you, advising you, us on There's life. a lot of Russian love porn stars, let me tell you. define the worth of myself. Hold on, let you this guy not, go. You do not tell me this for me. Mm-hmm. I tell you this for me. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so oh, yeah, I'm convinced. Keep going. I'm, no, I'm <laughs> that was convinced. the end of a sentence? So, yeah, that was, what, um, just getting good. I'm convinced. No, um, what's your specialty? My specialty? Yeah. Self-love. 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 Perfect answer. Nice. Mm. I believe. Mm. I That's am hot. a believer. Now, what? now, where can we find this self-love? You're inside yourself, my friend. You have to look inside yourself. When you look good. for other people for self-love, this is the path to suffering. This is the truth. So, oh, it's, like, it's www.selflove.com or... How does that go? That, no, not .com. Am I on right now? Inside myself, like which orifice would you suggest? You know, any of them are good. This is good. Yes, any of you them you try can find yeah, it. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. I love that word. What is, what, what? what is the name of the music people on your show right now? We're not music. It uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but... I just had one more question. Okay. I did have another question. What year did you become a star? And how old what are you now? You? What year? Yeah, stars so. Stars are born. It's instantaneous. The stars are born. It explodes. So it's instantaneous. Explodes. Oh, that's a good word. That is instantaneous, hot. but. So you're like, like, uh, like Jesus Christ time. Like how many years since Jesus died? Is this what you ask? Don't um, think Jesus was a porn star. So would you say uh, in the business of of uh, self love that you're uh, particularly well endowed? No, very small, very small. But I love myself anyway. That's like a. It's very important to love yourself no matter what. Yeah, even if you have a small. It's the motion of the the ocean, potion, as they say. Well, you know, no motion, nothing is moved but myself. But this is okay. I. This is your right hand or your left hand? I thought uh, it's a good and, question. Uh, how you, how you in English, uh, ambidextrous. Yeah, <laughs> See, I always thought it was about camera angles. I don't know if you guys have like looked into like Instagram photography and and like how to date, take those like really nice uh, dating profile pictures. It's all about angles. Are you talking mm-hmm. specifically about dick pics right now? Angles? I'm just, yeah, angles are important. Eddie accidentally sent me one once. Now you are Where's your head? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely all about, uh, it's definitely all about, um, like, if you can, uh, like, <laughs> wow, like if I you, can't believe we're doing this right now. Ang- like, you have to shoot from, like, an upward angle down. That way it's like, it's like you don't get fat chins in there. Like, it's mostly focusing on your eyes. Like On your eyes. I, mean, it's I love how this is news to you, though. Jeez. Yeah. 
Yeah. Girls have been taking hot angled selfies for the last 15 years. Well, that's what I'm talking about. This is this is our key to being stars. <laughs> the angle? Porn stars? It's all yeah. about the angle, baby. I thought it was self-love or something. Yeah, it's definitely self-love. I feel like there was a speech back there, and I <laughs> thought I was supposed to learn. A Russian speech, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was actually Russian. God, we gotta get some more callers. That the was fun. callers yeah, that was are good. the best. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Fuck was us. that a new guy? Have we ever had him before? Call back. What's the number again? I uh. Okay, let's. Uh, I'll, uh, we want you. She <laughs> <laughs> wants to talk to us. Yeah, please. The phone talk number to us. is four one five 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 zero zero five one one. We need like an operator if we're gonna take these calls. Like, I will be the operator. I am. Oh, I know. Got another one. We need like we, we need, have two operators. Yeah, we, we have, have so many calls coming in. The booth. in. How the how the heck do you filter these? You don't. That's the point. It's a surprise. It's I like, thought uh, for sure that was going to be Gail again. <laughs> I was convinced. It was, it was. How about this? I, this is the phone call I get most often. It's not my family. It's not my friends. It's, hi, this is John from Air Duct Cleaning Services. Mm. This is not a recording. Yeah, don't hang John. up. Yeah, yeah, don't hang up. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on while I adjust my headset. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a recording. What are you talking about? Yes. Um, remove me from the list. This is not. This is not a list. We're talking live right now. Yeah. Yeah, I got that call too. Don't worry. Uh, it's like they went from offering you a million dollars in an email to a million dollars in a phone call. We should just give them um, Gail's phone number. The next time you go on those recordings, box. I'd be like, I'm not interested, but my friend Gail is. Yeah, that PO box had a suspiciously yeah, large here's, amount here's of numbers. the thing about this John from Air Duct Cleaning Services. I don't know what I'm supposed to do next because they call every day, sometimes multiple times a day. I've tried to talk to somebody on the end of that line. I've tried calling them back. There's mm -hmm. no like function that they want me to do. They're just calling to let me know they do it. Yeah. And then I search them, can't find anything about it. I try to call them back. There's just no way to get a hold of them. So they're just Whoa. putting out these calls. So now you have no dirty So this air is ducks. like phantom ghost telemarketing, basically. There's just no end it's like result. Telemarketing like, I don't even know the what grave. they're after. Like I would. I would like them to come clean, clean my air, air ducts at this yeah. point so they can stop calling me. The robots um, have hey, finally we, uh, taken Hey, we got over. another caller, no, Corey. Was me. I was, my, oh, okay, my girlfriend's checking. trying to call in, so oh, okay, I'm checking sure. this oh, Let's talk to your girlfriend. Yeah, Wait, which, your girlfriend. You don't want to hear that one. Is what, she a porn star? What was she calling in about? Yeah, that's what I wanted. I was like, <laughs> she wants me to come home. Ah! <laughs> it's past Curfew. my bedtime. <laughs> okay, now you do have another call, though. You do have another call now, Corey. You want to check it? Are we screening phone calls? Corey is now screening a phone call. He said hello. Is it Gail again? What do I say? Hi, you're uh, you're on the air. Yeah, you're on you're on radio. live. Uh, caller, what's your name? Hello. Hi. Wow. Hello, world. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Please say Hi. your name. Really what's your name? Where are you from? First time caller, Hi. long time listener. Uh, yes, my name is Tina. I live in the Mission. <laughs> this is oh, definitely cool. a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, what's I mean, cracking, Tina? Ah, uh, cracking. So. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a very serious caller. I want to hear a little Have bit more about... you been drinking, about, Tina? Hold on, let her about talk. About the band. You want to know more no, about the band? Tell me... Yes. I didn't catch the name. <laughs> My name's Sam Johnson. You're the band. I'm, I'm what, the, what's, what's I'm, I'm the band, I think, that you're Self-titled. <laughs> it's just the one guy. It's just a guy. Not a whole band. Uh, Tina, I have a question for you that relates to Sam. Um, in picking your porn name, because Sam had to pick his band name, so this is like kind of similar, porn name, band name. Uh, how'd you pick Tina? Good question. <laughs> so, 
four-letter word. Okay. Mm, damn, Tina, you killed that one. Starts with <laughs> four-letter word. Starts with. So how did Sam? How did you pick your band name? Me. Yeah, great yeah. question. My or how did your parents? Great question. They didn't. My parents didn't see the internet coming, so they gave me the most like saturated name possible. Sam Johnson. Is Sam speaking of porn? Sam are you being a little friendly? That's just yes. exactly what I was thinking. Yes. Sam Johnson. Tina nailed it. Johnson. Yeah. Tina nailed it. <laughs> Tina, did well, you have any? Did you have any other questions? questions yeah. Or points you'd like to make, or do you have a PO box we can send money to? <laughs> can you do a Russian? Wait, you're accent? not. Sam, you don't want to touch the porn name thing. Sam Johnson. <laughs> don't want to. Um, what do you mean? Is that a porn name? Oh yeah. I, I felt like that's pretty name. tame. Like I would be like. General something. I don't know. General Johnson. Sam General Johnson. General Malaise. General Sam Johnson. <laughs> General Johnson. He makes it real easy. <laughs> General Public. Would, would Sam know. be a dominant or a submissive if he, if he was Sam General Sam Johnson? Yeah, Sam then. If your name's General anything, you got to be Dom, right? No, if yeah. you're having... It's, it's, then Not you're if there's submissive. like an admiral above you. You're Dom all the time, so when you're in the bed, you're definitely submissive. Submissive. Oh, Whatever, yeah. guys. That's how it happens. Do you have two Facebook pages, one for your um, for your porn and one for your band? Um, <laughs> that could be for you or Tina. I don't think That's you want to answer this. question. <laughs> I have a personal p- Facebook page, and then I have a music Facebook page. Is Tina still there? I mean, I, I, I turned, Tina. I, she's here. I just turned it down a touch. <laughs> let's, let's shut Tina up. <laughs> uh, Tina's they, just giggling. They, Tina, we appreciate you calling in. Yes. Is there anything we can help you with? Issues? Do you have any problems like relationship or money or anything like that? Any advice we can offer you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hit us I up. Could, you know, I could, I could, I could get a little uh, help trying to get my my man friend to cook a little more at home. Uh, you want your you want your your boyfriend? Is he your boyfriend? Man friend. He's a man. He's a man. I, oh man friend. Man friend. Do you guys, do you guys live together? Yes, we do. And you want him to cook more. Do you cook normally? I do all of it. You do all of it, especially when you're the pressure cooker. <laughs> why, is, why is Corey talking like he knows Tina? Um, no, so I just know her boyfriend. Do you, do you think know. that it does he cook at all? Well, very poorly. <laughs> well, that's the so question. So why do you want him to cook more? I was just going to say, that's the question. Do you want your man friend exactly. to be a better cooker or do you want him to just like cook? His poor both. excuse for a both. meal uh, on a semi-regular basis. Both. That's both. how you get better. Tina, 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 Tina. Let me ask you a question. song? Let me ask you a question. Tina, Tina, How often does he take you out the How? With this cooking topic, and it could get really interesting. Okay, go on. You sound like you're a little pent up, Tina. Just got a few. If only your man friend would come home tonight and take care of that. Tina has unfulfilled needs. Tina, does he ever take you out for dinner? Mmm. Mm. Huh? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, not Sometimes is not a good answer. That's Ish. not uh, often enough. Hey, man, we're trying to help this guy out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So we'll, <laughs> sorry. Let's give him advice. That we are on Tina's let's side. Let's give him advice. Oh, yeah, we're so on we Tina's side. Advice, yeah, we're pro Tina. We're in the yeah. team. Hey, Tina, I got, team team. I, got, I got an idea for you, and I can't believe I'm going to throw throw your dude under the bus like this. Uh-oh. What if you just stop making him dinner? I I might have to. What would happen? Yeah. He get really skinny. He only drinks Soylent. <laughs> he only what? He only drinks Soylent. He's a soy boy. So- Is this? Soylent? Are you talking about Tim Vickers, my producer? <laughs> so I love Tim, by the way. You love Tim too. Yeah. But he drinks a shitload of Soylent. That's what they have in the studio what, a lot. What is soy, Soylent? It's like, like it's like, like a that meal future replacement. sci-fi yeah. movie where the it's right, like Soylent is green. It tastes horrible. <laughs> it's, that's it's not, what it's named after. Are you drinking it's not people? Good. Uh, trying. Yeah. 
Wait, I mean, you, I'm not. What Tina's is boyfriend? The, what yeah. is Soylent? Eduardo. Is Soylent like high <laughs> in nutrition or something? Taste bad. It, yeah, yeah you put it, it in a shake. You swole or ripped or something? Just for breakfast. It's like just to keep you going. It's like yeah, a meal replacement. Just for breakfast. Meal replacement. Oh, yeah. So he just drinks Soylent unless you cook for him? It, yes. Tina, let me, let, me, let me ask you a question. What is it that you love about this guy? Late night with Sam. Question. Yeah, that's what I want to... That is wants. a really good question. Yeah. Uh, what is it that you love about this guy? Take an answer that tick, is forthcoming. Tick, tick, <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think that's fair. We'll be here in two weeks. Do, 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 do. Oh, Tina, you're out of time. Hold on, you guys are running her over. I really want to know. What is the thing you love about this guy? Yeah, it's one thing. It could clearly only be one thing. Pretty face. What? Pretty (laughs) face? That's it. Pretty face. All right, stop cooking for him. Call us next week. (laughs) (laughs) You want to give out your personal phone number so that uh, Tina can call you next week and give updates? P.O. Box. I I prefer to take things slow. Yeah, that's fair. This is a nice start. I'll give you then P.O. Box. Yeah. Well. Thanks for calling it. Thanks for calling it. Thank you, Tina, the porn star. Thank you. That was she, great. she sounds nice, but her her man friend sounds like a total loser. Yeah, no. dude. Why didn't you tell her that? <laughs> yeah, jeez. Why don't you? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, this she, is like off. The, he says it all the time to her. Yeah, it's like off the air banter. Like when when she's not listening and like she can't stick up for his nice face, and you say, "Well, damn, to me. I like how far a nice face will get you, though." Yeah, That's yeah, what she said. Said he has a that's nice my face. Best quality. A nice face. That, that's, that's the not most even like neutral. A good face. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't even mean you're attractive. It just means like your face is is neutral. I can. I can it's more like it. a neutral face. Yeah. That's all right. Tina, my dad, is single right now, so. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, 60. He just okay. turned 60. I, feel like, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like we have time for one more caller if anybody Ooh, wants to call. I would hope so. 415-550-0511. Yeah, we have one. You um, have to be a real person. 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes left to make that phone call. We got more than 10 minutes. We have 12. And if nobody calls, what the hell else are we doing in here? Yeah. We got. <laughs> I don't want to play some music. That's not what this is all about. <laughs> I just want I, I want to know how your tour went. You were just uh, traveling around, went to Seattle. Yeah, I wasn't really on tour. Um, I went to Los Angeles a couple weeks ago with basically the entire Text Me Records crew, and including our beloved Tiffany. Mm. And uh, we shot a few music. I heard videos. she's really good at guitar. Fucking Tiffany. <laughs> New. That's uh, what she was last week. Yeah, we went down there to shoot some videos. It was a grueling, grueling day. But I got a good story about Ambien. It's not even a good story about Ambien. I'm oh, just, the the story is yeah. Ambien is fucking cool. I've never really used it much except for this one experience where I had to get up at four in the morning to make a flight, and then we had an entire day's worth of shooting that that day. Oh, so no. I need to I need to rest. I don't go to bed till two. Okay, I don't go to bed till two a.m. I wake up at ten. It's like clockwork. But and on that particular day, somebody gave me an Ambien, and I took it at like nine thirty. Oh, was geez. sleeping by ten and got mm. like the full seven hours of sleep. Was able to knock out my entire day in Los Angeles, and uh, so mm. God bless you, Ambien. Ambien. I don't care. I've heard a horror says. story, so that's a that's a good story. That's a- yeah, you just gotta stay off Twitter, like Roseanne Barr. Sam, be honest. Are you sponsored by Ambien? Can yeah, they sponsor? that's what I they thought. Have been. He's nodding. For the record, he's nodding. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. Yeah, I discovered an interesting thing. The way this studio is laid out, you uh, start in the light and you end in the dark. It, we are literally sitting in the dark in the studio here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like, who's turning on the lights? I feel like I need Do they have lights? It's, it's behind like, your corner. Can we afford them? Behind you. It might be better this way. 
Oh, oh that's um, good. It's a not lot bad. of light. That's, you guys are still pretty good. That's yeah. uh, yeah. beautiful. We just got creepy. Yeah, it's like we were quite creepy. I kind of liked here. it. I liked that our. I liked it. I liked it first. About porn stars in the dark. I liked it first, and then made me uncomfortable. Tiffany in the dark. Maybe porn stars in the dark should be the name of our. A radio show. <laughs> it would, I have no problem with listeners. What's what would be okay? So like, what would be the sexiest name for musicians? So it's like porn stars is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Singer songwriter is pretty tame, pretty boring. Most of steamy por- oh. uh, singer songwriter. Johnson. Do you mean like dark. like rock star or something? Rock stars. So it's like the rock star show. Did you ever think about having a like a fake name like a rock star? Yeah, name? for sure I did. What I, did you come up with? Yeah. Nothing, remember? nothing, nothing. I didn't come up with anything. That's that's the the brutal reality of it. It's like it would be so helpful to have an alternate name that had less competition, but I just couldn't yeah. think of anything. Yeah. And, and believe me, I thought about it. I noticed there's like another Sam Johnson on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know confused. what's funny about that guy is we're we're like I guess uh similar levels of uh like if you look at our profiles on this or that or this or that, it's like kind of similar levels. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. fighting over who it's gets the Sam to Johnson it. race. Yeah. Occasionally, occasionally I'll get a phone Sam call Johnson. for that guy though, and he yeah. lives in the UK. They'll be oh. like, Oh really? Yeah. This, you know, this is somebody who can help you with the marketing for your blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so you should <laughs> trade. And Let you, me send you my stuff. You I would do like the do UK tour, shows. I'd like to do a tour with him. Yeah, you guys should collaborate on a track too or something. You know, That'd like be Sam good. Johnson featuring Sam Johnson. That's a great. Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Just can't the live. Sam Johnson duo. That's a good idea. Find a third Sam Johnson and be the Sam Johnson's trio. It's a lot of Johnson. <laughs> wow, it just evolved. A lot of Johnson. It's really not, it's really not the worst idea of all time, though. <laughs> they look really Our friends bored. are so good. bored out Have there. You, yeah, what do you think so of the other Sam Johnson's When are music? you leaving? He's good. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's good. It's nice. All right. The, uh, Plug for UK Sam Johnson. Yeah. The, Sam Johnson. There's also a reggae artist named Sammy J, whose name is Sam Johnson, and I've actually met that fella, and he is quite successful. I mean, like he's yeah. from New Zealand, but tours like New Zealand. Wow. He's from New Zealand, and New he tours Zealand. everywhere. And he's killing it in, on like the island reggae scene. How uh, did you meet this guy? Um, I had a girlfriend that was in the island reggae scene, and oh. uh, so I, I met I met through her, and. One time I opened up at this place that's legendary for having at the mezzanine. You guys know the mezzanine. Oh, yeah. Right? They, all, they always have like island reggae shows there. Mm-hmm. So somebody put me on as Sam Johnson, and I think a bunch of people showed up to they see Sammy like J. And they were like, Who's this white boy? <laughs> <laughs> it was very disappointing yeah, for a lot awkward. of people, including Aww. myself. Is, is this like a Highlander situation where there can be only one, and, and hopefully in the end it's Sam Johnson? No, he's cooperating. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna collab. It'll definitely be Sam Johnson. They're gonna do a UK reggae pop thing with the three Sam. Sams. I feel like I'm more aggro than you. Then I'm, I'm like, whenever I meet another Stefan, I'm like, there can be only one. Mm, yeah. And I start to pull Have out my sword, killed? and then you've yeah. killed, you've murdered him. You get stronger with everyone. You're not smiling when I asked you if you'd murdered. You're right. just he does looking look awful at me. serious. Right. I That's mean, frightening. This, is, this I might be our last M- episode. I am using my yeah. NPR voice. So. We may not make it out of this booth alive. Where, well, where would we find your Sam Johnson? SamJohnsonLive.com. All my social media, media handles are at SamJohnsonLive. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at SamJohnsonLive. If I um if I played Love uh, Don't Cost a Thing, would that be the oldest thing on uh, Spotify? That would probably really embarrass me, but I think it's a funny song. Is it like but the oldest thing on there? 
Uh, probably might have to end the the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think I think this is good <laughs> ending time. Sam, uh, we're actually I'm, I'm genuinely time. looking forward to seeing you on Thursday. Thank you. It's very really nice to meet you guys and nice hanging out. And this yeah. was a lot of fun. It yeah. was. At the Balanced Breakfast Show at Amnesia. You've been listening to our podcast. Best breakfast. My name's Stefan. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. I'm Jason. Peace From out. Great Highway. Great Highway. I'm I'm Corey. From Saddens No Good. And Sam Johnson live.com our special <laughs> guest and thanks for our live studio audience for coming in today uh we actually have people in here watching us so it's, it's cool last go to the live song, audience last, last song of the show yeah she wants to party go out and dance can drink more liquor than any man some girls dinner are the take a bite my girl ain't shy with her appetite Mm-mm. call me old-fashioned whatever happened uh, treating lady like a lady should be treated holding the door taking a check that i can't afford so i don't know why the heck they say love don't cost a thing because i don't know what they mean no i don't know what they mean when they say love don't cost a thing I took her out instead of paying the rent I got evicted, slept in my car Until I sold it so we could go to the bar Call me old-fashioned, whatever happened Treating the lady like a lady should be treated Spent all my money, now I'm in debt I love you, honey, but I ain't got nothing left, bro They say,
everybody around me just wants to share their opinion on this life that I've been living and shit that I've been getting into. Excuse me, but what's your business here? What's your motive? I see the sink in your eyes. I don't know who to confide. I keep on crossing my eyes and sipping on the tea. I watch my mental. I trip trying to fucking predict who will slip. Catch him shitting on my name real quick. But it's cool. I got you. I feel it. I quit with it. To the voices in my head and be like, people think they know a bitch mental. I'm like, Shit you don't supposed to shut up Shut up I'm like shut up Voices are flipping my head I'm telling them People think they know a bitch mental I'm like Speaking on shit you don't supposed to shut up Welcome to the Weekly Review with Roman. Today, it is Friday, June 7th, 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio. We're in the Mission District. We're in San Francisco. We're on Ohlone land, and one way folks can give back to the land that we're on, if you, if you go to the Sigorate Land Trust, or if you type in Shumi Land Tax, and that's S-H-U-U-M-I Land Tax, um, you can give back to folks who were on this land before us and that's one way to give back forgive me as i am starting off the show a little bit uh i prepared and also would like to have prepared more Ugh, there's that saying fake it till you make it and i never quite liked that saying i understood part of it and also i feel it's important to uh show our humanity and show our vulnerability and i want to get to a lot today so that's why part of the reason i'm talking quickly and also wanted to play a lot of great music from trans artists, so I wanted to share that with some folks. The most, the last song we played was called Shut Up, and that was by La Femme Bear with Bella King, and you can find that at lafemmebear.bandcamp.com. 
And before that, I've got a lot of tabs open, so please bear with me as I go through. Before that, we heard a couple songs from Sapphire Long. You can find them at sapphirelong.bandcamp.com. And before that, we heard O Mutants by XD Legit, and you can find that at xdlegit.bandcamp.com. And also going to plug a couple of shows. There's a lot of queer events happening uh, this month. So there's a Queer Rebel Fest um, where um, XD Legit will be playing tonight. Um, so if you go type in Queer Rebel Fest, you can find all that info. And, and uh, La Femme Bear is also playing at uh, Queer Rebel Fest tonight so if you're in the bay area please do check that out i'm gonna go moving quickly also a lot to talk about also feel like ranting because there's a lot of terrible things that are happening in the world and it's important to name them and to witness that they're happening and also find out ways that we can work to end them and and stop it and uh it's a lot i am already overwhelmed and i've just started talking and haven't even, even gotten to the things that have happened yet I can go down a laundry list. I oftentimes start a list as the week progresses of stories I want to get to. Some are local, some are international. It really just depends on what's happening. And if you're listening to the first the show for the first time, it's not a comedy show. Someone asked me that once, uh, a guest who came in, and they were like, is this a comedy show? And I was like, no. And I would like it to be, and also, and I understand the importance of finding humor in difficult situations, and also I would like to get to that point where uh, one can, uh, uh, you know, the, the saying, tragedy plus time equals comedy and right now the terrible things are happening in the moment so it's really difficult to laugh right now when people are being killed oh gosh what a downer oh well it's also it's happening and uh, i can't lie about it so there are people who are lying about it who are in positions of power and they need to be stopped by any means so i'm putting that out there as i do often on the show a few things that come to mind off the top of my head things that have seriously upset me a number of trans women have been... Uh, I also want to provide a, a trigger warning for the show, too. And I have this difficult time in terms of partially online and also, I think, on the show, too, wanting to share what's happening in the world and not further traumatize or further cause harm to folks who already are aware of it and, and living in this. And at the same time, I want to notify people who might not be aware of what's happening. So it's a difficult line and I feel like I don't know. It's something I'm constantly working on and I feel like not sure how else to just have to go out and say it. Um, So a number of black trans women have been killed so far. I think the number's up to nine so far that have been reported in 2019. Um, So that's something that's been happening. And of course there's been a steady increase in in the last few years of transphobic violence. I read in the Examiner, a trans woman was just pushed down, um, who was waiting for a bus in the Castro recently. Uh, There was a gay bashing um, outside the DNC, which happened last week here in San Francisco as well. And San Francisco and the Bay Area has this reputation of being this quote-unquote progressive area. And I also want folks to recognize, perhaps compared to some other areas in the country, it it is that. And also 10% of the residents here in the city voted for 45. So putting that out there, and also in terms of the just draconian, I don't know if that, that word comes to mind, but the, just, uh, I don't have words strong enough to how re- reprehensible the the laws that are in place, and of course, the laws have nothing to do with what's right or what's just. There are uh, homeless folks and poor folks are criminalized in this city. There have been sweeps against homeless folks, so that's part of it, and also just, there are thousands of people who are on a wait list every day for a shelter bed. It's over a thousand every day. That includes children, and it's legal even though it's, and it's fucked up 
that the uh, excuse me, DPW. Department of Public Works and SFPD routinely go and they steal people's belongings. So these are folks who already don't have housing, many of whom I think it was over 70% of the folks who are on the street were previously housed in San Francisco. So people get kicked out when the rents go way up and then they're further criminalized and people's possessions are taken, their medications, their family photos. Think about if you had to get kicked out, if you were kicked out of your home, what would you take with you? And then imagine you have at least these possessions with you, these items that mean a lot to you, and then the city workers come in and they take it from you. And they they say, oh, we bag it and tag it, like you'll get it back, and they don't. So there's a new... Um, project out called, I believe, Stolen Belongings, and they've been, they've been recording this as well as, as the Coalition on Homelessness. A lot of folks have been reporting about this, and it's also fucking disgusting. So that, and also recognizing how many, I think it's 40% of youth who are on the streets are LGBTQ, so many of folks, many folks who have been kicked out of their homes by their parents or guardians, um, not to mention folks who have, are unable to find jobs. There's job discrimination, there's housing discrimination, I saw an article recently. I haven't read it yet, although I, it's uh, I think like over half of folks are afraid to come out at work. So that's, a, that's another thing, too, where there's this there, it's Pride Month. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of corporations that are like changing their logos to have rainbows on them as if that somehow um, absolves them of any homophobia and transphobia they have in their policies or their hiring practices or what they do with their wealth. Also, don't donate to HRC. If you happen to have capital, donate to other organizations. And there's a lot of other organizations that actually help people. Um, so I want to also <sighs> mention those. One organization that folks can help out is TGI Justice. And if you go to tgijp.org, um, that's the Transgender, gen- excuse me, Transgender, Gender Variant, and Intersex Justice Project um, that helps a lot of folks who are inside and outside of prisons. It's a prison abolitionist group um, started by Miss Major. So that's a really important organization that folks can lend their support to. There's also Trans Lifeline, which is a a suicide prevention hotline uh, run by and for trans folks. There's also Black and Pink, which uh, it's a way that connects folks who are incarcerated, queer folks that are incarcerated with other folks on the outside who can write letters, send books, um, another way to provide support for folks who are incarcerated. So those are just three. There's many, many more organizations for folks to support, but please support those instead of uh, HRC. HRC already has a lot of money. They continually have thrown trans folks under the bus in terms of fighting for certain legislations that don't help the majority of queer folks. So there's a lot of other organizations to help. Also, if you know any trans folks, help us out individually. That's another thing you can do as opposed to throwing money at HRC. Okay. Well, here I'm going. Okay, so then incarceration, of course, makes me think... I'm going to calm down for a moment, and then I'm going to get really angry again. Uh, Recommend folks check out When They See Us, which is streaming on Netflix, uh, directed by Ava DuVernay. And it's about the five young people um, who were arrested and framed for grotesque, violent crime and spent years incarcerated. And I don't want to speak too much more about it. I do want to encourage folks to to watch it. And it's again on Netflix, so please uh, check that out. Um, If you haven't already, when they see us, please watch that. It's like these things where I'm already uh, against prisons, I'm against cops, and I'm against 45, and then I see... uh, a film such as that and I my anger increases exponentially and just at, at these forces and people in positions of power who who 
cause harm and they're cruel. And what can we do to prevent it? So I also, and to stop it and stop that from happening. And so I also want to note that uh, I had a conversation with a friend recently and she suggested something really positive that she and her, a friend of hers had, had done, which is how do we, knowing that these terrible things are happening in the world and, oh gosh, and then also the, there are children in concentration camps here in this fucking country. And I, okay. And what's being done to, to stop that? What's being, you know, there are folks who say they put their lives on the line to defend this country, et, et cetera. Why aren't they out there liberating these camps? Why aren't we doing that? And I'm including myself in that. Why are we not doing that? We know this is happening. What's preventing us from acting on that, from saving these families? Oh, so to get to the thing, uh, I was talking with a friend about how just witnessing all that's happening in the world and we have all this information about the, all this cruelty uh, that's happening right now. And I think for a lot of us, we witness it, we take it in and then I can only speak for myself. And then it's like, I feel powerless or hopeless in a way where it seems like it's, I know it's systemic and it's been happening for generations and also what, you know, what can we do to stop it and to help and also, however, when we hear these, and I should say, when we hear this news, it there, it's like a psychic attack. It's in a, it's, a, I think it's also done to to scare us. Uh, there were a number of folks who had been leaving out water and food for for migrants who were coming here, um, and the folks have been arrested for that. So. Again, it's similar to, similar to folks living in poverty being criminalized, people who want to help people. Uh, and that's been happening for quite a while. There, I think there were some laws. I keep on reading about laws about you know, it's, a, you're, it's, a, it's illegal to collect rainwater or other things like that. And folks who want to live off-grid, that's somehow illegal in some ways. And anything that you want to live off the land or uh, just support oneself or support other humans. There were some fucked up laws in Florida, I believe, where they had made it illegal to feed homeless folks, something along those lines. And this idea that humanity and empathy is not only questioned, but then criminalized, which then prevents other folks from acting as we should. We should be here to help each other. That's what this is about. And people in positions of power are just, they're, I don't even have the right words to describe how cruel they are. So getting back to what this my friend was saying was just that if we spend X amount of time consuming this news every day, we need to spend X amount of time um, acting and creating actions in terms of how to combat that. So what are we doing instead of just, or in addition to reading what's happening, what actions are we taking then to solve those problems? So whew, wanting to put that out there. Thank you, Poppy and Katie, for bringing that into my, because it's recognizing that, yes, action is what we need to do. We need to take our, our anger and, and use it to stop what's happening. And at the same time, recognizing it, it's, it feels like this exhausting, like kind of block and also recognizing there's so much that's happening. It's not just, there's, it's so many folks are being attacked in so many ways on so many levels. So there's also a matter of, okay, what do we focus on? Oh, fuck. Okay. I did want to get to, um, so last week provided some ways that folks could show up and, and talking about certain ways that folks can show up, whether it's, there's a lot of different ways and recognizing that people have different resources and different abilities. And there's also lots of ways that folks can, can show up and participate. One big thing I also like to encourage folks is to have conversations with people. That's a big thing is to 
Uh, I know it's easy to get trapped behind a screen. I do it myself. But if we have conversations with people in person, that's one way just to educate folks and to encourage other folks to to step up in in ways that we can. So I wanted to just read at least a headline um, of something that was positive. Um, so Mihente, which is a really another great organization for folks to support. I'm going to be playing a video from them in a little bit, too. If you go to mihente.net, and there's a previous episode, spoke with one of the organizers from Mihente. Um, just a really great organization to support. Get a lot of great info from them. Um, so they had posted, they've done a, you know plenty of research. And if you could see my computer now, I've got, I, would, I don't want to exaggerate, but almost 20 tabs open. And I'm clicking on them individually because these are a lot of stories I want to get to, which I will most likely not get to. However, I do want to find at least the headline to share with you all. And I'm probably just going to have to go back to this first page here and scroll and find it. Long story short, um, Palantir has, or UC Berkeley, I should say, has decided not to continue working with Palantir after a lot of folks have voiced their concern about Palantir working with ICE. So that's something positive I wanted to share. And I believe that article, it's from a pretty more much mainstream publication. It was from Bloomberg, but I did want to read that. And that there was some reassurance, yeah, from Bloomberg.com. Palantir dropped by Berkeley Privacy Conference after complaints. So I do want to encourage folks to continue doing what you're doing and that everyone's voice uh, matters and has a, has an impact. So there's an article on Bloomberg uh, written by Lizette Chapman, Palantir dropped by Berkeley Privacy Conference after complaints. So if folks would like to read more about that, please do check that out. And I don't know if I've shared it yet on the F Facebook Weekly Review page. I will hope to do that sometime soon. I also wanted to get to another positive. There's also like lots of folks going on strike, so that's positive. Um, lots of activists uh, showing up in a lot of ways. So I also wanted to share that too. I get it's a two hour show. There's only so much to get to. And this is only a fraction of what's happening. And I also want to just summarize or get to as much as possible and also recognizing how much of it's connected. And it's really just state terror in, in different ways. And I also want to share what folks are doing to uh, fight back because I think it's super encouraging and also a reminder that folks have been fighting back for generations. So um, one quick note here, I might just read some headlines to save on, save on time. Uh, Daily Kale, activists advocate for decriminalization of sex work at Democratic Convention in San Francisco. And that's an article that's, again, at the dailycal.org. Um, from Jewish Currents, there's an article, uh, U University of Chicago Wildcat Strike Empties Classrooms. That came out on June 6th and was written by Chloe Watlington and Lee Harris. So you can find that as well. Um, yeah, lots of um, Bustle has an article from nine days ago by Seth Milstein, How to Find an Abortion Clinic Near You with One Simple Text. So you can find that again at Bustle. Uh, there's an op-ed um, from Out Magazine. Uh, 50 years later, Pride Month is a disgrace to our ancestors. And that's written by Raquel Willis. Uh, and then that came out on May 31st. Um, uh, 45 was in London recently, and uh, thousands of protesters came out to protest him. So that's a positive thing. I'm going to go through these as, as fast as possible. Possible. Um, in St. Louis, activists projected cops' bigoted social media posts on police headquarters and cruisers. It's an article by Rebecca Rivas. came out on June 6th, and they have 
footage of that as well. There's an article that's really important I think folks should check out um, from blog.usejournal.com. San Francisco Pride, nation's largest LGBT celebration, takes place on indigenous Ohlone land. And it's written by Abel R. Gomez. And folks can check that out as well. Super informative. I learned a lot from this article. Please do check that out. And also, there's an article from Next City just uh, offering childcare at uh, city meetings may be key to diversifying civic engagement. And that was written by Rebecca Ritzel, came out on May 8th. So other ways that we can have more folks show up, super important. Uh, Oakland has decriminalized shrooms and other natural psychedelics. And that was written by Sarah Ravani, June 5th from the SF Chronicle. Um, of course, something that's grown in the ground should not be illegal and people should not be incarcerated for doing any substances. There's also, uh, I would like to read more about this, so I don't know too much about it, but in the Sudan, there are protests happening. There's one article from MiddleEastEye.net. Uh, Sudanese opposition again rejects talks and lays out a list of demands after days of violence against protesters. So folks can check that out as well. And again, like we get, we only receive so much information in terms of the mainstream media. So also wanted to to share that, which the story, especially I think we get stories that are very U.S. centric. So it's crucial to also understand what else is happening. Positive news story: Matt. Gets becomes first right-wing American politician to be milkshaked. There's an article by Hannah Gold, uh, and it says above it, Milkshook came out on June 3rd from thecut.com. And of course, these are folks who advocate violence against uh, people that result in people's deaths. So them, I think, being hit with a milkshake is uh, the very least they deserve. So good for that. The New York Times, 11,000 people who prepare your airline food are considering a strike. That was in the New York Times, written by Noam Scheiber, and that came out on June 4th. And someone else mentioned, well, what air, airline food? Yes, and it's important for folks to take action. Also, journalists on uh, for Vox, V Vox, excuse me, I'm talking really fast, VOX, uh, went on a strike yesterday as well, a day, they, a walkout, wanting to share that information as well. Oh my gosh, getting to so much here. All right, got to Palantir, got to that one. And also wanted to get to, there's another thing I wanted to get to, which is that the juvenile hall in San Francisco will be shut down. So that's a positive news story. And I wanted to share a little bit about that. Posted it a while ago. So I'm going to uh, find this. If you could just bear with me here. Yeah, lots of information. I'm just talking it out. Feel free to listen again with a pen if you, there's more that you're interested in, ways to show up. And just an understanding of what's happening and... And how, again, how folks can fight back. And it's really crucial that so many folks are going on strike and taking action. Positive story. San Francisco to approve closure of Juvenile Hall. This came out on June 4th. From And there's an article in SF Weekly. I'll read a little bit about that. It's important to share uh, positive uh, movements have been made uh, with the help of activists uh, throughout time. And I'm just going to check one more thing here. All right. So San Francisco to approve closure of Juvenile Hall. The city has been spending $13 million a year on a youth jail that is never more than a quarter full. This was written by Noala Sawyer, and it came out on June 4th. Uh, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted Tuesday to shut down the county's Juvenile Hall by 2021 in a landmark move for criminal justice reform. The legislation was sped through City Hall. It was only put forth by supervisors Shimon Walton, Hillary Ronan, and Matt Haney in April. The board voted 10 to 1 to shut the youth jail down with supervisor Catherine Stefani in dissent. 
I don't know why. I don't know. I guess she likes having kids locked up. That's pretty disgusting. Okay. Uh, all of the changes that people like myself have made in our lives have been a result of mentorship and quality after-school programs, but it has never been because of time spent in juvenile hall. Walton, who spent time incarcerated as a youth, uh, we are proposing an alternative that offers a true opportunity for young people to be rehabilitated. Individualized plans that focus on, on the person, not the infraction. The biggest indicator of whether a kid is going to spend time in jail as an adult is whether or not they spend time in juvenile hall as a kid, Ronan said. We spend $13 million on a jail that is three quarters empty all the time when kids come out worse um, when kids come out worse than when they went in. It's a punishment-based system for children, many of whom have been traumatized throughout their young life, and many of whom suffer from mental health issues, and yet they are detained by themselves in a locked concrete cell for 11 hours a day. Supervisor Asha Safai sided strongly with those who drafted the legislation. We have a culture of incarceration, and it is no secret that it is disproportionately youth of color who are caught in this vicious web, he said. We incarcerate more people than any other country in the world. It's time for a change. Stefani stated, I don't really fucking, that she's, anyone who supports putting kids in jail, um, I'm not going to fucking read what she has to say. And that's the bonus about having your own show. Um... Okay. Juvenile Hall did not help me at all. Sitting in that cell tore me apart, said the Young Women's Freedom Center's Letitia Silo, who is 18. I couldn't even see outside. The windows were blurry. Hearing the door shut, that's all I remember. The closure of Juvenile Hall is long overdue. A recent study from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and Brown University stated that incarcerating young people increases the likelihood that they'll go to jail by 23%. (sighs) And the majority of people in San Francisco's youth jail are black or brown and raised in the city's poorest neighborhoods. It's a systemic failure that starts young. When we first started looking at the data on what it would look like to close Juvenile Hall, we realized it's not just Juvenile Hall, it's this larger system, says Jessica Nolan, the executive director of the Young Women's Freedom Center. Of the women and non-binary folk we interviewed who were black, 71% of mothers had been incarcerated and 82% of fathers. 76% of the young people we interviewed had been checked up on by Child Protective Services. We live in a city and county that is criminalizing the existence of black people and brown people and poor people. While Tuesday's vote was a landmark decision, there is still one more vote to pass, and almost two years to go before the hall is shuttered, and there is a lot of work left to be done. Supervisor Norman Yee drove home the point that alternatives to juvenile hall must be created before our current system is dismantled, requesting progress reports every six months and a comprehensive plan to be presented to the full board by June 2021. Exactly what to spend the millions of dollars currently being poured into the jail on needs to be determined, but Walton has full faith in the community to identify successful programs. We would never put a system in place that is worse than our current juvenile hall, he says. Ronan shares his vision. We can do better by our kids here in San Francisco, she says. We are not afraid to be the first city in America to do so. All right. So with that, I'm going to play some more music, take a bit of a break, and we'll be back in a bit. Stay tuned.
welcome back to the weekly review. Joined here by guests, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Roger Marenko, president of the Transport Workers Union Local 258 here in San Francisco. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, we met in a labor studies class at City College uh, last year, or earlier. It's been a long year. Yeah. So I'm glad you're able to make it in. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Professor uh, Fred Glass was absolutely amazing. Learned a lot from him and his class and just the uh, the students. You know, it was an absolutely spectacular uh, class. So I'm glad that I was able to take that. And so great meeting you there. Yeah, likewise. I've always met a lot of great folks in the classes at City College and learned a lot, certainly about labor history. And it's something I feel that's not really taught a lot here so in the States. So I'm grateful for the reading and the discussions that we had in class. Absolutely. You know, it was uh, ever since I took over this position here, the uh, president um, of TWU Local 258, you know, I just want to get a little more educated in terms of labor, labor history, labor law, labor politics, et cetera, and so forth. So, you know, that was definitely an eye opener in terms of taking his class. Professor Fred Glass, I highly recommend yes. uh, him for anybody and everybody out there listening. Yes, and also his book about uh, California labor history, which, you know, goes back uh, centuries. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you're speaking a little bit about there's a new contract uh, for transit workers. So the so, membership, yeah. uh, we just ratified our contract. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, we had a substantial vote uh, turnout. It was, I think, a three to one. So for every no vote, there were three yes votes. Okay. I think the membership was very pleased with this contract. Um, could we have gotten more? Yeah, you could always get more. But, you know, we sort of settled for uh, what we did just because of the fact that we didn't really lose almost anything, you mm -hmm. know, and so when you don't lose something in the contract, that's also a benefit right there, you know. Yeah. Uh, we were able to get the wage progression reduced. It used to be 48 months. Now it's down to 36 months Great. for new hires. Uh, also, they used to start off um, the starting pay at 63%, and now we increased that percentage to 70%. Mm -hmm. Our wage increases are the wage, is the wage pattern that was given throughout the city and county of San Francisco, which is uh, 4% for the first year, 3.5% the second, and 3.5% the third year. And then we were also given, um, it, we were able to negotiate a whole bunch of other little perks here and there in terms of premium pays, et cetera. So the membership, I think, was was fairly uh, pleased with that, you know. That's great. And also imagine it just takes a lot of time and energy just to go through those negotiations too. Indeed, you know, um, this was my first negotiations that I had ever participated in, and I was actually preparing for this since last year of, uh, gee, what are we in now, 2019, 2018, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took a long time, you know, reading, rereading, and then rereading everything else, you know. Yeah. What? Um, so what else helped prepare you for the, like in terms of research, or what else helped prepare you for the negotiations? Actually, our yeah. class, Professor yeah. uh, Fred Glass's class, you know, mm -hmm. helped me prepare. Also a lot of uh, labor leaders, labor mm -hmm. organizers, and just labor educators out there, you know, had a lot of uh, key folks helping me out in terms of, hey, you know, maybe you should think about this, maybe you should structure this in that manner, et cetera, because I, I really don't see myself as... Um, as a, as a labor expert, I mm -hmm. simply see myself as just a voice for the transit operators and for TWU Local 258, you know, yeah. just given the fact that I have not been around that long or that much. So mm -hmm. my knowledge is not as extensive as other people that have been here. So yeah. I don't consider myself an expert in any way, shape or form. I do simply consider myself just the voice. Yes. Yeah, that's it's really inspiring too because I feel like a lot of folks would like to have more of a say in terms of their their jobs and also it's a little bit 
frightening if folks don't know where to go or what to say or how to organize. Right, right. So it's been a, a tremendous learning experience for me. I've been through my highs and my lows yes. in this organization. And, um, you know, I think the city and county of San Francisco knows about it just because of the fact that they've been following, yes. you know, with all of the media coverage that we've been able to garner in these past, I don't know, this past year. Yeah. You know, whether it was good or bad, happy, sad, you know, et cetera. So. Yeah. I mean, as someone, I've always loved public transit. And so it's something that really want to ensure that the workers get get their needs met. And I think with the changes in San Francisco over the last decade, it's been difficult with the, the quote unquote ride shares and is one one way which I think prevents some folks from taking public transit because they'll feel to just call a public or excuse me they'll, they'll call a private car service instead right you know and and you said something there you said uh ensuring that the drivers that the operators get what they need and what they deserve and it's also you know making sure that the city and county of san francisco gets what they need and what they deserve you mm -hmm. know in terms of safe transportation in terms of reliable transportation in terms of on-time yes, service yeah. and performance and safe buses clean buses you know what i mean yeah. so you know this contract was uh was interesting in that sense because it makes the job a little more attractive and a little more appealing for mm -hmm future applicants you right, know instead right. of maxing out and pay after 48 months now it's down to 36 months you're not going to start off at 63 percent of the pay you're going to start off at 70 percent of the pay you know it's we still have a long way to go mm -hmm. but it is a, a start in the right direction yes. you know what i mean living in one of the most expensive cities in the entire united states of america yeah. you know you should not have to uh, it should not have to take 48 months to max out and pay, you right. know, starting off at 22 bucks an hour doing an extremely difficult job that we do. You know, we have operators that are constantly being harassed, threatened, intimidated, <sighs> assaulted on a daily basis. And, you know, we were able to uh, to portray that throughout the media sources that we were able to mm -hmm. um that we were able to to bring on board, you know, yes. to show our side of the story in terms of what it's really like out there for an operator on a daily basis. Yeah, and I'm glad I mean, I've learned that from you because it's something that I didn't really, I feel like my experience is fairly, you know, limited in terms of the times that I do take Muni. Um, so it's like, interesting to hear what it is like for, you know, folks who spend hours a, a day doing this and interacting with folks. Yeah, you know, the majority of the operators that we have, jeez, uh, 99% of them are out here to provide a good, decent ser public right. service for right. the general public, you know. And, of course, there are, you know, a few bad apples just like there are in any other job and in our families, you know, and in our sure. close friends, you know what I mean? So that's always going to be there, you know, just like the writing public. I mean, 99% of the writing public, they're just – they're great people. Yes. You know, they just want to get yeah. from point A to point B, you know, and you have the one small percent of a percentage of, you know, a group or a person or persons that are just going to make your life a living hell. Yeah. You know, but overall, um, you know, it's a, it is what it is. And we try to do the best that we can to provide a decent, you know, service for the residents of the city and county of San Francisco. Yeah. So what, um, what benefits are there for, for transit workers in terms of the union? Like what can the union offer workers? What has a union yeah. not offered? I mean, yes. goodness gracious. I mean, unions are the ones that sure. brought us, you know, the uh, the nine to five unions mm -hmm. brought us, you know, being able to have weekends off. Unions brought mm -hmm. us wage increases and unions yes. brought us uh, vacation time and unions are the reasons why we're able to obtain overtime. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, this is the reason why we have all these great oh, yes. benefits because of unions. And yeah. that's one of the many things that I uh, learned in um, in the class with Professor Fred glass you know yes yeah and i was just curious as to what in particular um the transit workers union um if there's anything that that union in particular offers workers 
uh, everything from yeah. a decent paying job, mm-hmm. great retirement, mm-hmm. health care, yeah. benefits. You know, we have one of the best, some of the best in the city and county of San Francisco. I think uh, the cops and uh, the firefighters, they're, they're always sort of, you know, at the top mm-hmm. one and two. And then we're yeah. sort of right underneath them. Okay. So, you know, it's a, it's a strong, very strong union, very strong organization. That's you know, I'm great. proud of it. They're here. The International is actually here. TWU, Transport Workers Union International, they're here. Um, they've been here for a couple of months now, and they've actually helped us tremendously mm-hmm. in terms of the contract. And we would not have been able to get this far if it had not been for their help, their intervention, their everything that they've loaned us from uh finances to advice consultants etc so you know shout out to the transport workers union international for helping us get through some of our most difficult times yeah yeah cool so i thought maybe you can talk a little bit about your own experience if you'd like just in terms of growing up in san francisco yeah sure so you know when i was 19 years old that was kind of during the height of the dot-com boom era and around maybe 1999, 2000, 2001, my family was being threatened with evictions, and um, I really didn't know what to do at the time, so it was just naturally in me. I started organizing, grassroots organizing, mass mobilizing, and educating my community here in the the Mission District. After a couple of months of organizing the members of the community, uh, there were thousands of people in front of our house backing us up, protesting on our behalf, rallying in our support, you know, and we were able to get the attention of the media press, uh, board of supervisors came down, specifically mm-hmm. Tom Amiano mm-hmm. was helping us out, speaking up on, on our behalf, you know, and after several months of organizing and just grassroots mobilizing, we were able to overturn one of um, uh, our eviction, wow. and, uh, and we won. There were a couple of people that were documenting the events. They yes. made a couple of documentaries. Channel 9, KQED, made a documentary about the movements that were led here in San Francisco pertaining to that. It's called uh, Home Front Bay Windows okay. by Jennifer Taylor. And also Whispered Media made an independent documentary called um, Boom, the Sound of Eviction. Mm. And so that's sort of how I, what sparked my interest in politics and grassroots organizing, mass mobilizing, etc. Yeah. And like, uh, here I am, geez, almost 20 years later. That was when I was 19 years old. I'm 37 now, so okay. almost two decades ago. Wow. That's a very inspirational. And thank you for suggesting those. I think folks can check those out. Absolutely. Pieces. Yeah, it's also just a reminder of how you know long folks have been organizing. That's something that helps provide me with some sense of hope, is just the understanding that people have been fighting for such a long time. Many different fights, yeah. you know, and uh, here in San Francisco, the mission is one of those sort of uh, strongholds, you know, mm-hmm. whether we're fighting for uh, gay rights, women's rights, uh, undocumented rights, mm-hmm. housing rights, um, affordable health care yes. rights, you know, wherever, whatever it may be. The mission is one of those strongholds where we're just not backing down and we're not backing up. You know, we're always at the forefront. We're at the vanguard of the fight. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tough, but here we are, you know, moving forward. And uh, there's always a challenge and a fight to be fought. Yes, yeah. It's always something. Yeah, in the, in the beginning of the show, I go through some news events and that are happening, and it's difficult to not feel completely overwhelmed by all that's happening in the world and still want to find ways that folks can take action and, and fight back. Correct. And like I said, um, you know, getting 
be getting involved, getting educated, you know, taking a stance and doing something about it, not just complaining and whining about it, but actually yeah. doing something about it, you know, even if it's something as simple as uh, uh, sending a chain letter email to your, you know, local congressperson, right. your senator, your, the mayor, you know, the board of supervisors, you know, all that stuff adds up. Yes. It really does. Yeah. I was just reading a, an article about how they've just voted to close juvenile hall in San Francisco. <laughs> right. Which... Um, you know, it's like better late than never kind of a thing where, and again, it's like, you know, folks taking action and organizing for a long time to, to make that happen. And it does feel reassuring to know that folks do have a voice. Right. Correct. Um, any word on what they're planning on making that? Um, not, not, uh, not yet. Not that I know of. No. Um, so I think they were talking about how they need to, um, create something else in the meantime. So to provide an alternative for, for children. Good, good, good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was one thing we, we got to. We've gotten to a lot very quickly so far here. Yeah. Uh, ask away. I'm here. Ask away. Yeah. I'm here for another, what is this, 30 minutes. Okay. All right. So, let's see. So, I'm, just, I'm curious as to, I guess most of my questions as a, someone who really loves and values public transit, what's something you think that we can help get other more folks, more folks to to take public transit. What's something that we, that we can do? Yeah. Instead of, um, folks who opt for Lyft or Uber, like what can, um, and also as you were talking about the benefits to being in the union, I was thinking if all the folks who drove for Lyft and Uber were to instead work for Muni, I mean, that would be pretty awesome. Wouldn't it? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we need to work on, and and when I say we, I, I think more the agency itself, not mm-hmm. not the union or the operators, because like I stated, the operators are here. Mm-hmm. We're here to work. We're here to provide a service. We're here to serve the general public of San Francisco. I think what it is is, you know, more vehicles, better vehicles, mm-hmm. safer vehicles, cleaner vehicles, and vehicles that are just more reliable and dependable um, in terms of, like I said, on, on-time performance and cleanliness. Yeah. You know, that's what the ridership wants to see, on-time yes. performance and, and, and cleanliness. So, you know, that's, that's not something that the operator can improve on. Right. The agency has to step up their game. Yeah. You know? And is there anything the public can do to, like, force the agency to do that? Let them be known. Let, yeah. General public, let let it be known. You know, mm-hmm. to the uh, to the SFMTA, how how you feel, your concerns. Yeah. You know, don't mm-hmm. just uh, whine and complain about it. Yeah. Do something. Like I stated, even if it's as simple as writing an email and sending it to, you know, the uh, the powers that be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I was curious in terms of here in the Bay Area. There's so many different transit agencies. Like there's BART. There's Caltrain. There's AC Transit in the East Bay. I was curious, what is the relationship between operators in like the East Bay and North Bay, for instance? Um, we all have a tough job. Yeah. You know, um, that's a given. However, I think Muni Transit operators uh, have a much more difficult job mm-hmm. just because of the fact that uh, we have sort of this, how can I say this? Um, this sort of free-for-all sort of um, nonchalant attitude in terms of health and safety and respect. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have the all-door boarding policy, which allows anybody and everybody to board. Yes. You know, pretty much for free. I don't know of any other agencies that have that implemented. Mm-hmm. And so that just causes what I consider a deterioration sort of of the, uh, of the system. Um, the only thing that that does do in terms of... Uh, uh, of a benefit is to increase 
the time because you boarding everybody from the front door, the middle door, the back door. Yeah. You know, it's obviously much, much faster, right? However, it creates a um, sort of a disastrous situation because you don't know who's coming in and out of the bus. Sure. You don't know what's coming in and out of the bus. You don't get to control it as much. So you're not the captain of your ship, mm. uh, you know, just to use an analogy. Um, so in terms of what type of relationship we have with the other agencies, it's... it's a good working relationship mm -hmm. you know and um i'd like to say that uh that it's a safe job but it's really not it's kind of a dangerous uh yeah. job to be in you know wow um i was curious about the the construction about building the new line that goes through chinatown so i haven't heard too much about it and i was wondering if you knew um, any details about that? The subway? Well, let's yeah. see. Uh, I've heard that it's taken longer to build that small stretch of, uh, of expansion than it has to, uh, when comparing it to the Golden Gate Bridge of San Francisco. They're saying that the... Wow. Yeah, that it's taking longer to build that than it did the bridge, the wow. Golden Gate Bridge in the, what, in the 30s? When, when was it built? In the 30s, I believe? 40s. Uh, so that's kind of just interesting, you know, given the yeah. fact that you know, technological advances and all this other stuff, you mm -hmm. know, so it's just sort of um, what I, one of the many aspects that I consider in terms of wasteful spending. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have money to pay decent salaries or to pay higher salaries, but you have money to spend on all these projects that you're doing mm -hmm. and in the end you know sort of turn up being a twice or three times the amount of money that you had predicted in the beginning yeah and oftentimes you know it just turns out to be sort of a wasteful spending yeah yeah do you think part of that is just due to miscommunication or like absolutely. lack of foresight yeah absolutely lack of foresight bad communication you know one person saying this the other person saying that um it seems like everybody wants to be in charge nobody knows what the heck they're doing <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. just okay everybody just like i said free for all you mm -hmm. know there's no there's no order everybody wants to be the boss and nobody wants to be the worker mm. so nothing gets done and when yeah. it does get done it ends up being three or four times the amount of money time and energy that you originally had predicted because there's no communication there's no oversight yeah wow hmm wow um how has um you need like you've since you've lived in san francisco you're and you've been here your entire life or? i was uh born and raised in let's see in el salvador came okay. when i was about seven eight years old okay and i've been in the in the mission ever since so mm -hmm. quite quite a while yeah i was curious um since the time you've been in the mission how has i know we've talked a lot about how san francisco has changed and a lot of folks have talked about gentrification and all that and i was curious from your experience if there's anything else you'd like to share um in the in the changes you've seen and or what's been the same uh the struggle continues yeah. la lucha sigue you know like i stated earlier regardless of what yeah. battle you are fighting for you know the uh, the struggles are still here we have mm -hmm. rents that are increasing you know um, we have what one of the highest rate rents um, in the united states of america if yeah. not i think the highest rent i think it's up to what is it three thousand seven hundred dollars for one bedroom to rent so it's just um there's been good changes and there's been bad changes. Yeah. You know, there's been some cleanup here, but then there's been displacement over there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been um, wage increases in some pl places. Yeah. But then there's also uh, huge increases in rent. Right. You know, right. so we're paying you more money. Mm -hmm. Now leave the city because you can't afford to pay rent. Yeah. Because I'm jacking up your rent. Yeah. So it's always a, it's, it's a never ending battle. Yeah. You know, it's a never ending battle. Yeah.
And I remember you mentioned El Salvador, and I remember in class you spoke about that briefly, and I was wondering, do you have any interest in sharing that at all? Uh, in terms of what? Yes, your family's experience there? Well, let's see. We came here to San Francisco because mm-hmm. of the war mm-hmm. in the 1980s. Um, I've visited my country a couple of times, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's tough just mm-hmm. uh, reminiscing and going back there and um, reliving sort of those dark and gloomy days in the yeah. 1980s. You yeah. know, so... Um, it's tough. Everybody has their own battles and their own struggles. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, taking a moment to, to take that in. It's, um, with radio, it's a, I know the platform is, is all audio, and definitely there's a lot of moments on the show where I need to just take a, a moment to pause. It's a and, lot to think about, you know, yeah. but uh, we're still here, and we have to continue moving forward, you know, and just uh, always educating and organizing ourselves, you know, to try yes. and improve our, our situation because, you know, from one day to another, it, it's just a lot can happen. Yes. You know, overnight. A lot can happen overnight. That's why it's important to, you know, just be ready, to be educated, to be organized, and to be willing to do what it, you need to do in terms of fighting for, like I said, whatever rights you're fighting for. Yes. Homeless rights, gay rights, housing rights, undocumented rights, whatever it may be, you know, because there's always a battle, a struggle to be fought, and there's no way you can fight all of them or yeah. be involved in all of them, you know, so you have to unfortunately pick and choose which ones are yeah. more pertinent to you yeah and i think at the same time also recognize how they're all connected and how it is like state violence against correct against all of us and if we, there's more ways for us to come together and recognize that there, we have the same enemies a lot of the time right uh i know easier said than done but i feel like yeah there's you know strength in unity certainly absolutely and absolutely I, and I appreciate talking and having I'm I'm a shy person certainly I don't know if you remember from class but I was usually pretty much like to listen to a lot of other folks as opposed to talk which is kind of the opposite of when I come here into the radio station which is the one time in the week I get to really talk a lot um, but I do appreciate just hearing other people's stories and people's experiences and learning how universal uh, people's experiences can be yeah definitely thank you yeah it is a bit ironic you were one of the quietest ones <laughs> and now you're one of the yeah. most talkative ones yeah it's yeah. sort of ironic in that way yeah yeah i think it just depend, depends on the uh the situation here there's uh i'm here in the in the studio often you know on my own unless i have guests in here and so um perhaps it's a it's, it's a safety thing where I'm not surrounded by people. I used to do stand-up, of all things. Oh, wow. For a number That's of even years, more ironic. Which is, you know, hard to... I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and I ended up getting political. And I do feel like there's a way to be political in comedy, and some of the best comedy is political when you're punching up. And at the same time, I was just kind of going to shows and just getting so angry about what was happening in the world and not really finding the humor in it. So I decided maybe it wasn't the best venue for me. So wow. it's kind of led me here a little bit. Wow. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what's what's up next for you? Let's see. What's up next? When the time comes, who knows? Uh, maybe even run for uh, San Francisco uh, supervisor. Yeah. You know, why not? You Excellent. Know, just uh, keep moving up the, uh, the ladder, right? Yeah. Why not? Always trying to improve 
everything and anything and everything. You know, that'd be nice. I'll give it a shot someday. Sure. You know, why not? That sounds great. And I do, I do appreciate that. I feel like there's a lot of different ways to uh, make an impact, whether it's, you know, through the system, outside the system. And we have folks who are in positions of power who have an understanding of how things work. It makes it so much easier to organize when you have folks who are on your side. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way I could have done this, you know, by myself. So, you know, big shout out and a big thank you to everybody that has um, helped me out up until this this day. You know, I remember at some point in time it was just a couple of years ago, just me and maybe one or two other people. You know, <laughs> some of my closest members of my inner circle and just working forward to try and. Uh, improve mm-hmm. you know it was just me and maybe one other person or two yeah you know and now it's hundreds of us you know oh, pretty great. soon it's going to be thousands of us you know and then we're just going to keep on uh growing our numbers that's great yeah yeah uh, is there anything else you'd like to uh promote or or speak about i think that's pretty much it other than uh giving another shout out and promoting um Professor Fred Fred Glass's class. It's yeah. just absolutely fantastic. Indeed. California labor history. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, oh, wait, one more question. So what do you do? So I can imagine that your job can get a little bit, can get stressful to say the very least. So I was curious, what do you do to unwind or what do you do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do for fun? Yeah. Um, I try to hang out with my first lady as much as possible, mm-hmm. and even though that is somewhat uh, difficult just because of the amount of workload that I am overwhelmed with, you know, um, spending time with her and uh, usually helps me unwind, you know, even if it's something as simple as taking a trip to, I don't know, Six Flags or, mm-hmm. you know, going hiking or something, you know. Nice. Haven't been able to travel as much as I'd like to. Um, but uh, after, you know, in a couple of months, I'm hoping that everything can just sort of die down and settle down in terms of, of, of the workload. Yeah. So that I can give myself a vacation. Definitely. Much you deserve vacation. it. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I find that a lot of folks who do this kind of work, that it's difficult to find that balance because right. the work is so important and you want to show up as much as you can and then also not have that burnout really, really affects your personal life. Correct. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, I can t- take a bit of a music break here and be back in just a moment. Continue playing some music from this is Sapphire Long, which folks can find at sapphirelong.bandcamp.com. And we'll be back in a bit. Stay tuned.
Stack your wood in the fireplace. Warm your house, your house so warm. Stack your wood and stare out into the storm. And trace the stain on the window pane in the shape of my nose. Trace the stain and stare out into the storm you won't see me you won't see me but i see i see i see you leave a bowl of milk on the windowsill and that helps you sleep tonight and i breathe the smoke of your fire i breathe and I dream, I dream, I dream of your life And I choke, so I eat your house cat alive And fuck your peaceful protest And fuck your gay parade And fuck your ivory tower Fuck your powdered sugar problems Your mean words cut me Your mall cops hunt me Your chasers fuck me My face is bloody wind Hail, rage 